Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie. And we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews. But now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie. And we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Hey, Brendo, Steve here. Hey, Larson. And welcome back to our monthly Matt Chat session where we bring in an unsuspecting victim to our conversation uh, this week. It's one Louis Dangor. Louis, what are you doing here? I thought we were going to have like Ollie Davis or somebody come on the wow. show and then you just showed up. Wow. Uh, it was who who wanted to. Uh, we were like, listen, <laughs> the going in Raw Boys have asked us. Yeah. And it like, right. Does Pete want to? No. Luke's already been oh. on. Yeah. Did Ollie want to? No. Did oh, Adam wow. want to? No. We, we, we yeah. can hardly get hold of Adam ourselves. It was like, right, who wants to do it? I was like, you know what? I'll take one for the team. Wow. But Very no, nice it, of you. Very nice of you, Luke. I thought, you know what? I would do 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 a bit of charity, do a good deed coming up to the end of the month and, <laughs> yeah. uh, and, and help out where possible. Help, <laughs> help, help the lesser channels where possible. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. You wow. know, struggling. The struggling ones really is what, exactly. what is, is what we are here. Exactly. Perpetually struggling. So, Louis, if people for some reason want to know where they can find you, where is that these days? So it depends when you're watching this. If you're watching this uh, before June 30th, I am with Russell Talk. If you're watching this after June 30th, I'm with Give Me Sport. So uh, I'm leaving Russell Talk at the end of this month, moving on to uh, become the lead WWE guy at Give Me Sport, um, which should be a lot of fun. But if you want to follow me on Twitter, that's at the Louis Dangle, where I post everything along with a lot of bad wrestling takes, which Steve, more often than not, will not uh, hesitate in publicly disagreeing with. Um, <laughs> but other than that, you, you, uh, a lot of dog pictures, a lot of just inane rambling and nonsense really uh, the occasional football tweet which uh, goes down really well with all my followers that are american and have no interest in uh, football or soccer but otherwise uh stick everything on twitter that's that's, that's the go-to uh you're like half our age and we have never been yeah. the lead at like anything in our lives so we commend you for that at the very least yes you're doing I, something I right. Them. You're doing something right over there. I don't know what I'm doing right, but I am doing something right, as you say. Like every time I'm just like, how has this happened? It, it was when I interviewed Ric Flair. I was like, how? Like, how does this work? Like, why am I here? But um, yeah, I think it sh should be a lot of good fun. I'm not sure how it'll go, but I'm cautiously optimistic. 
and looking forward to hopefully not uh, getting sued by anyone or uh, getting WWE access revoked. That'd be good fun. Yeah, shockingly, we haven't been sued by anybody, but, you know, knock on wood on that one. Anyways, you guys know how the Matt Chat works. We throw the question thread up for our patrons at $20 and up a month Correct. over there at patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. If you uh, chip in your $20, not, not only do you get to ask a question on Matt Chat, but you get the Stephen Larson comic book, which is a full color adventure. And look at Louie's face right there. Look, the, he he wants one of these bad boys, too. Maybe if he's lucky, I'll send him one. I do want um, so, uh, you so sure yeah, you want to pay for package. international shipping? Oh, it's uh, I, I know people. Uh, anyways, let's go ahead and kick this off. Church news. Jackson has our first question, and uh, let's let's see what he has to say. Hey, friendos, it's Church here. Uh, calling in today for my last uh, Matt chat. My uh, my question is, what was the thing that made you just absolutely fall in love with wrestling? Mine was seeing a Scott Norton uh, Flash, oh, I can't remember his name, doesn't really matter, but it was a WCW Saturday Night Match, and I just loved watching two beefy dudes beating the hell out of each other. Tell me yours, guys. I'll see you later, friendos. Too sweet me. Thank you, Church. Thank you, Church. Louie, what moment made you fall in love with wrestling? So at the beginning of this, you guys teased up how I'm about half your age. I think that was generous on, on you guys. But this is going to show my age here because what made me fall in love with wrestling was 2010. SummerSlam 2010, when Cena beat Nexus. Because I'm like, this, this, <laughs> I'm like, this is the great. coolest thing. Like these bad guys who are invading the show I like. And then the good guy, John Cena, with all the other big guys that I like, they all beat Nexus. And that's great. So I love wrestling because it's cool. And with the benefit of hindsight, that was the worst decision that could be made. But since then, I haven't stopped watching. I haven't had that. Everyone has that off period where they're just like, yeah, I've had enough now. And then they get roped back in. I've never had that, but it was from that moment. I was just like, you know what? I'm I'm hooked. And then we used to watch SmackDown every, because over here on the UK, when it was on tape delay, it used to air here on Fridays at 10 p.m. So we used to watch that with my dad and my brother. And I remember it was around the time Teddy Long would just book tag matches. That was all he did. So he'd come out of the beginning of the show and there'd be something. And he'd be, my dad would be like, these two are going to face these two. And we're like, how do you know? Like, how do you know? And he was like, listen, I've got a friend that works for WWE, so he tells me everything. <laughs> and obviously, with hindsight, it, it was just obvious. But um, it was one of those things where you watch with your family and then and you just get roped in and they've all dropped off and I'm still here for some reason. It'll, it, you'll, yeah, you'll, you'll walk away at some point. Everybody does. It's just you're too young to have walked away quite yet. It's uh, my job now, though. If I walk <laughs> away, I haven't got a job. We'll see how long that lasts. Our, our job used to be covering video game stuff, and we we're like, oh, I get sick of this stuff. Let's talk, let's do wrestling. Anyways, Larson, when what? No, you're next. What to, you're next. You're next. Oh, I'm next. Yeah. Okay. Unless you don't cool. have an answer. Uh, no, I have an answer. All right. Uh, wait, what was my answer? Let's see here. I know I had an answer. My answer was, oh, that's right. Yeah, it was uh, the, the, so I got into wrestling in the late 90s along with a lot of other people. And I thought like, oh, the NWO, they're pretty cool. Like Hogan's, you know, he's cool and everything. And Holland Nash, they're cool. But then it wasn't until uh, Austin McMahon. Like it was after WrestleMania 14 uh, when I started watching WWF that I was like, holy crap, this Steve Austin guy is absolutely spectacular. 
listen to the way he talks. Maybe one day I'll be able to make videos where I do a Stone Cold Steve Austin impression uh, where he reviews pay-per-views. And now I totally do that. Uh, so yeah, it was, it was that feud. It's like probably the, the greatest feud in, in the last 50 years of pro wrestling, uh, or 40 years anyways, 30. Uh, 20 so maybe. yeah, it's, uh, it's, well, it was over 20 years ago now, man. We're old. Wasn't it? Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah oh my right. God. Gosh. Yeah, it was. It's over 20 years ago now. Wow. Um, so yeah, for me, it was Stone Cold, Stone Cold Steve Austin versus, uh, Vince McMahon. Good. That's good. Uh, the first match I remember watching, I can't find any record of, so this is probably seven or eight year old Larson misremembering it. I remember flipping through the channels, landing, I think, on USA Network, and my memory is telling me that it was the Killer Bees versus the British Bulldogs in tag team action. Can't find any record of that match ever happening. Hmm. But I do remember, so I, that was my first exposure to wrestling, and so I was interested in it. And so the, the video store in the town we lived in, they had. WrestleMania 1 on VHS, and I could distinctly remember exactly where it was in that video store. And I was a fan of the A-Team, so you see Hogan on there, and you see Mr. T on there, and you say to yourself, well, that's really something. I know wrestling. But because I, like, I don't remember ever, actually ever seeing Hogan in the early days of me watching WDF programming somehow. I don't know. Maybe I don't remember it. Like in the early 80s, mid-80s. Um, uh, but when I saw that VHS... I was like, wow, Mr. T's there. This must be some some hot shit. And so I've rented it, watched it, took it back. Probably a week later, rented it again, watched it, took it back. I must have rented that videotape, I don't know, half a dozen, if not a dozen times. And just seeing that videotape up there with the really cool looking logo, Mr. T, it was great. It just left an impression on me that made me a fan for life. Even though, you know, yeah, I dropped out here and there a few times. But now it's my job. I can't drop out ever again unless I want to find new work, which I really don't want to do. Yeah. It, yeah. it does make you think that those guest spots work. Like having, I know for you guys, it was Mr. T. For me, it's Bad Bunny. But for, for like having that stuff, you cut, like for us wrestling fans, we sometimes sniff up, put, put, put our noses up, and we're like, why why is this person coming in to ruin our wrestling? But when you can stick them on the posters and then have people that might be like, oh, I know of, of this wrestling thing, but I'm a Bad Bunny fan. Let me check out what he's got going. It, it does show why WWE is willing to spend the money on getting these people in. Mm -hmm. Like it, from a business-wise, if you put your business hat on, you're like, you know what, fair enough. And then from you then, it kind of snowballed from there, and now it's your job. Yeah. It's kind of interesting because I went back and I watched um uh because I think was it was it Adam who said something along the lines of uh the celebrity guest host era was worse oh, than yeah, yeah, today's yeah. wrestling? I yeah. think it was Blompia. Yes. Um that's a common wrestle talk opinion. Oh, is it? Okay, okay. Um not what not one I necessarily agree with. But I went back and I watched when Ashton Kutcher uh uh guest hosted and it's almost unwatchable the actual episode has some cool stuff in it so i'm not sure i agree with that opinion either the angie's list you know and trust is now angie and we're so much more than just a list we still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly we can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. 
Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Because like the other stuff happening in the episode, but he did have such a heavy presence and it's like nearly unwatchable just how obnoxious Ashton Kutcher as a human being was in that episode, yeah. at least. I mean, just in general, he seems kind of obnoxious as well. But uh, but yeah, and so it it is funny, though, because, yeah, I mean, at the same time, it's like, I wonder how many, because, you know, he obviously has, he had, even then he had like a huge following. You know, I wonder how many people actually might have tuned in. I know the Kevin yeah. Federline episodes of Raw did like huge ratings, yeah. if I recall yeah. uh, correctly. So, uh, so yeah, a case it's to be made that, you know, Hey, bring it. You're going to those whoever you bring in, they're going to have an audience of their own. And, you know, it's going to it's going to bring people over, you know. So, yeah, the case could be made, I guess. Yep. I guess the thing thing. is, and the thing the thing you've got to think about, WWE doesn't write shows for us. They they write shows for the likes of TMZ, CNN to pick up the news that drops. Oh, Bad Bunny's there. Let them report that. So. I think people, when you realize that WWE doesn't write shows for wrestling fans, you start enjoying the product slightly more because your expectations waver slightly. Like when people are like, oh, with the with the releases, for example, when people are like, oh, WWE clearly doesn't care about the fans. And I'm like, you think? Like, really? It's this that made you realize that WWE doesn't care about the fans? Like, And from a business sense, sure, of course they don't. Like, does any billion dollar company care about its fans it's consumers not really like it, it, it like we don't really do anything for them um so i think once you come to terms with that fact you under you 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 like wrestling slightly more um i think i'm gonna get on twitter and disagree with that completely but we have more questions to ask to answer here louis go uh so we're gonna get one from blake esta let's see what he has to say about the potential upcoming tribal chief versus movie star John said peacemaker yes peacemaker <laughs> John Cena match at SummerSlam let's see what Blake has to say Matt Chats radio resident DJ Blake has to check in back with you all real quick regarding SummerSlam and the potential John Cena versus Roman Reigns matchup that's been well speculated and talked about how do you guys think that match needs to go if it does indeed happen and personally I'm of the opinion I think Roman Reigns needs to either tap out or pass or make John Cena pass out let me know what you guys think Thank you. Thank you, Blake. Thank you, Blake. Oh, man. So, clearly, there should be a stipulation involved where the tribal chief either requires that if he wins this match, uh, his likeness is digitally replacing John Cena's in all upcoming movies, TV shows, advertisements, and he gets a cut of that revenue. We've seen this happen in Army of the Dead where they uh, uh, replaced that comedian... Uh, who was accused of like some messed up things and they replaced him with Tignataro, uh, the delightful comedian who's pretty great. Uh, so you could do it. The technology exists to replace John Cena with Roman Reigns. Here's the thing. Then you couldn't see John Cena. You, and it That's fits good. perfectly with his gimmick. You can't totally see can't John see Cena. Uh, and so, uh, so yeah, but no, I don't know. I mean, dude, how do you top? How do you top WrestleMania where he literally stacked I can't. I still have such a hard time wrapping around, uh, wrapping my head around the fact that they had Roman Reigns humiliate. He stacked Edge and Daniel Bryan. So how do you go? How do you do the next thing? John Cena. One thing that he's always been really willing to do is he'll take the loss if Vince wants him to take a loss and build up somebody new. So I feel like if Roman's thing well, is 
He hasn't always been that way. <laughs> no, no, but recently in the last yeah. in the last decade. Yes. Or yes. last five years. Yes. Um he'll come in, you know, we've seen him do it even on like regular TV with yeah. Shinsuke Nakamura. Yeah. They had that banger seven minute match on SmackDown like mm-hmm. a couple years ago. Raise his hand, he did this, you know, say, Hey, this is the guy. Everybody, look, John Cena's saying this is the guy, so this is the guy right here. I'm saying this. Mm-hmm. So Roman Reigns thing is he wants people to acknowledge him. So clearly he's just going to beat John Cena in this match. It's probably going to be a good match too. And, uh, and then John Cena will then go all out in acknowledging uh, uh, Roman Reigns. He'll have some lengthy speech about how uh, he is the tribal chief and he's the reason people get paid, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, maybe he'll cry a little bit and wipe his tears with those $1,000 bills that he's getting from, those, uh, from every minute he's in all those movies he's in. Uh, and, uh, and yeah, I don't know. I I don't have anything clever necessarily. It's just, this is going to be a solid win for Roman Reigns. The promos are going to be fire. They're going to be amazing. It ain't going to be John Cena giving Roman Reigns cry face anymore. That's not going to happen. I'm really looking forward to this. Should be good. Uh, this is how you should do it. So, uh, Roman has been running amok on SmackDown. So, uh, uh, John Cena's like, all right, the leader of C nation is not going to cut it in terms of actually bringing some peace to SmackDown. Only the Peacemaker can oh, that's do good. that. So he oh, does this good, whole yeah. feud in character. Starts oh, talking okay. about how Starfish is a euphemism for a butthole. Yeah, all this good. kind of stuff. Uh, and Roman Reigns is just really confused about all this. Yeah. So, uh, uh, it, 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 you know, maybe... maybe <sighs> that's pretty much all I got. It's really just a, a marketing ploy or marketing yeah. strategy. For Peacemaker, um, uh, you know, that's like the one stipulation that that was included in Cena's contract to get him back. And WB, I got to do this in character as Peacemaker. That's the only way the studio will let me have a break between all these projects I'm doing. So, uh, yeah, uh, unfortunately, there's going to be interference from whoever that giant starfish character is in Suicide Squad in the finish to SummerSlam. Uh, that allows Roman Reigns to go over that way, furthering the story between Peacemaker and the giant starfish character in Suicide Squad for the eventual Suicide Squad sequel. I mean, it's realistic, at least, because you can see they're going to be doing it, being like, you know what, let's get some money in. Um, they have zombies in matches, so why not a giant starfish? They did. I, I did hear that zombies were involved somehow. So how would I book this? It, it's, um, it, it's a difficult one because you want it to be... You, you want it to feel big, which I think it will feel big. So I, but you know, so I think I'd have Rome, like Cena just come out on SmackDown, probably first one with fans. And like Roman's like, listen, stuff's changed since you were here, blah, 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 blah. And so it, I think just play it straight and Cena just be like, right, like I'll face you at SummerSlam then. Roman's like, yeah, sure. Like to be the best, you've got to beat the best and I am the best. So I'm going to beat the best. Um, you can do the whole like, oh, I'm the franchise now, blah, 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 whatever. Well, I'm the head of the table. You were the head of the, whatever. The whole cliche WWE nonsense. I just have a good match. I think just play it. Just don't overcomplicate it, and then you'll be fine. How about this? Always- this is that. That's a terrible idea, Louis. How about this? Okay, thank you. Because we're on to fire here. You're just talking about like, hey, let's just go have a match. I don't like that at all. How about this? So the Starro, the the Starfish character oh, in Suicide Squad, right? It's Starro. Okay, gotcha. You know what Starro does? He puts like little starfishes on people's heads. Yeah. So instead of the zombies that we had a backlash, oh. you have a bunch of people surround the ring with starfishes on their faces. Louis, isn't that a better idea? 
I come onto the show and I, I try to have things with this with a serious discussion. I try to bring my you should uh, have done your analysis. research about going in raw. First. No, here's the Nothing thing, Steve. Lily is a real journalist here. We're a couple of fools, okay? Yeah. Lily is, is a thing. serious this is real why journalist. you guys aren't your lead guys because you joke about this stuff. Yes, we do. Uh, but no, in, in fairness, <laughs> yours are probably more realistic than mine. Um, <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's a big market. It's gonna be a big marketing stunt. Peacemaker will be mentioned in one of the promos, if not more. Um, I just think that so far, if anything in WWE has earned our trust, and it, not often do they, it is Roman Reigns stuff. So I'm cautiously optimistic with this, where I think it could be good, or it could be marketing PR nonsense. I think you're probably right. I think it's yeah. probably going to be, I think it's probably going to be closer to your idea. I think they're just oh, going to yeah. do a straight up match. I mean, I don't know. It's it's uh, it's late August. Uh, the the latest Fast and Furious movie, that comes out soon, I think, doesn't I think it? so, yeah. yeah. So it's going to be kind of past. I don't know when when does Suicide Squad come out. I don't even know. summer at some point too, right? Okay, all right. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. know. Probably late summer. I don't really maybe. follow movies anymore. Yeah, anyways. Uh, so, yeah. All good answers. I'm just giving Louis shit. My goodness gracious. We are a bunch you do of like clowns, that. though. You I do, do like giving me shit. I do. It's fun. I like the engagement, Louis. It's fun. Anyways, <laughs> I wouldn't. I wouldn't fuck with you on Twitter if I didn't like you. Uh, I, I, I did. I did get that vibe. I did yeah, get that vibe. It's fun. It's fun. Uh, all right. Next up, we've got a question from Stephen M. Let's see what Stephen M. has to say. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because you know if you own a home. It can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly. Which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. What's up, friendos? With the Euros going on here, which is like a big football tournament with many different countries involved, I was wondering, do you think, say, if the New Japan deal goes through with NXT or just the way Tony Khan's moving with AEW linking up with so many different promotions and stuff opening up due to vaccines, maybe we could see like the likes of OTT and stuff getting involved. Could you see a wrestling World Cup type deal? And if you could, how would you book it? Probably be better off with Tony Khan and AEW because WWE just messed stuff up. And we saw how they did a World Cup, our best in the world, with uh, Saudi Arabia. So pick a field of eight out of all the different promotions and who goes over. Thank you, Stephen M. Thank all you, right. Stephen M. The World Cup of Wrestling. Eight countries, eight competitors. Yeah. Who comes out on top? This is what I got. I'll go first yeah. here. So I'll, I'll run through my competitors, and I'll give you what the finals are and who wins. So from the United States, it's the head of the table. It's Roman Reigns. Mm -hmm. From Canada, mm -hmm. it's Kevin Owens. 
From Ooh. Mexico, I got Blue Demon Jr. and his hammer. Uh, from the United Kingdom, it's Peter Dune, Pete Dunn. Uh, from Japan, you think I'd go with Okada. No, it's Minoru Suzuki. Uh, from Russia, Ilya Dragunov. Germany, Walter. And from Australia, I got Bronson Reed. Now my finals, you're going to have Roman Reigns, of course. He's the head of the table. Of course he's going to at least make it to the finals. But also, you wouldn't expect this. It's Minoru Suzuki in the final as well. Oh, wow. In a surprising outcome, mm-hmm. Minoru Suzuki is your winner of the Wrestling World Cup. All right. That's good. Wow. Uh, wow. Minoru Suzuki wins against mm-hmm. Roman Reigns. That mm-hmm. was a, that was terrible. Louis, help us God out style here. God-style driver. <laughs> Louis, come on. Save this save the segment from Larson. So, smash him, pin him, says Minoru Suzuki. All right. I got him. Because I'm a proper Brit, I've separated Great Britain. So we have Drew McIntyre from Scotland. Good. Okay. We have Pete Dunne from England. We have Andrade from Mexico. Good. We have Roman Reigns from America. We have Ilya Dragunov from Russia. We have Walter from Germany. We have Kenny Omega from Canada. Good. And we have Kota Ibushi from Japan. Good. That's good. My finals are Roman Reigns and Kenny Omega because it's just kind of got to be. And Roman Reigns wins because um, because he's Roman Reigns and he's he's quite good and I, I don't see him he losing. Good. He is very good. So I've got him to win. You yeah. I, I, Go ahead, Lou. Sorry. I I was going to say I quite like the idea of a wrestling World Cup. I've always wanted one. Um, I think that when they did the Saudi Arabia one, where it was like like oh the wrestling World Cup, and it's like, hmm, they like. It just wasn't a World Cup. You had pretty much everyone from America. Mm-hmm. I think that was a real missed opportunity. So I, I, uh, WWE just doesn't like tournaments, but I think a World Cup would be a lot of fun, especially if you mix different brands in there. You've got you've got a lot of potential. For sure. If they if they get to overcome the the politics of of you know different organizations working together, it'd be great to see. Oh, I mean that's never going to happen because WWE would just want it there to they win. But like even in WWE, you've got enough talent. Like I mean, it wouldn't be as good as like, I mean just on my list. Andrade is like Mexican. Andrade's mine, Kenny and Kota. I mean, you've got Shinsuke Nakamura you can put yeah. in there. Yeah. You've got enough Kevin Owens. You've got, and for Mexican, you could, I guess you could put Ray in there if mm-hmm. you want to play into that. So like WWE's got enough even on its own to yeah. do its own World Cup. Um, I know WCPW did one, um, which was a lot of fun. Like you had some dream matches in there that you're just like, these matches should not be happening. Um, yeah. I know Adam Blompier has spoken about loving doing that where he was with WCPW. But, um, yeah, I, I just like football. So I guess having anything World Cup or tournament related will always sit well with me. Definitely. Good stuff. What do you All guys right. Steve? Hold on. I'm still I'm, I'm, I'm whittling this down. I'm just making sure here. Are you doing a whole bracket right. there? Uh, no, no. I'm because I'm you, trying. Are you you're, contacting you're... the guys personally to ask if they're willing to take part? That's exactly what I'm doing. Nobody ever answers my DMs, though, Louis. Um, that's the problem. I have no sources, no scoops. Uh, so, no, here, I was just trying to do this. With the exception of one, I was trying not to be redundant with you guys. Okay, so you got um, Roman in there, okay. too. So, yeah, I've got Roman in there, too. Yeah, exactly. Now, here's the thing. Now, clearly, in the finals, it's going to be seven men versus Roman. That's how this works. And uh, uh, Roman is going to pin the stack them all and pin them all. So just going into that, know that that's the finish. So you want a single match around Robin tournament, essentially. Yeah, exactly. So let me see how many I have. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. So I can get rid of, oh, man. So 
I got to be redundant with two more, and that's Johnny have, 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 have a play-in match. Have a play-in match. It's, a wrestling mm, match. Yeah, okay. You can do that and have nine. Sure. Then it'll be, uh, uh, yeah, okay, good. From Germany, Walter. I mean, you you got to have Walter. Yeah. You got to have Walter. Yeah. From Russia, Ilya. I mean, there, there are, there's my, there, those are my two favorite things going in wrestling right now. That's why I watch NXT UK. Uh, from Ireland, this dude has been putting up banger match, banger match, banger match in all of the last year, and that's Sheamus. I'm going to give Sheamus his due. That dude has been wrestling his ass off lately, so I'm putting mm-hmm. Sheamus in this thing. With England, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give some props to the current progress champion, Cara Noir. We're going to put him in there. So, uh, because I know Maggie's a big fan of Cara Noir Mm -hmm. and, uh, and I'm going to appreciate the, the pageantry of Cara Noir. However, he's out early, uh, (laughs) from New Zealand, my dude, Jay White, switchblade, uh, knife pervert, Jay White. He's in, um, from Japan, obviously Okada, like you're not, I, I'm, you know, you got to put Okada in there, uh, from Canada, one Samuel Zane, uh, from Mexico. I had blue demon junior, but. I'm going to pivot. I'm going to go with chess, man. That's right. <laughs> Wolf, <laughs> Wolfax Sting, chess man, is in this World Cup tournament, man. He main evented Triple Mania last year. Chess man's in this thing. And then, of course, the United States. Roman Reigns. And, of course, he wins the entire thing, stacking the entire field. I guess for the finals, it'd be Roman versus Jay White. That's what I want my finals to be. All right. All Roman right. wins over Jay White. I so, think that'd be great. In your stack... Who's the second guy on top? So the one people will moan about actually won the match because he was on top of the guy at the bottom of the stack. Like so, people moaned the edge. Actually oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it'd be okay. Jay White, who has essentially finished the second place. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, stack. yeah. I guess it'd be Jay White because he, so he would make a big deal about essentially wins. Yeah. Jay White okay. would win. Yeah, exactly. That's what like that's that. what the wrestling Twitter would crow about. That's what I'd have to. I'd, I'd wake up and I'd see that Louis wrote that and I'd be like, oh, I gotta, gotta talk some shit again. <laughs> one eye open hasn't even hasn't even said uh, it's like it's the yet. it's the one eye that's struggling because it's like the light the led light I'm like oh, i gotta do this it's gonna kill me if i don't it's the worst back to sleep unless you talk shit <laughs> i can't sleep it. unless i do this and then you come down you sleep another three hours exactly, exactly. all right let's move on tna uh, for yeah. life oh yeah what did you no, see, i was gonna say tna for life he's got a question he submitted a while back still topical so uh let's see what tna for life has to say Yo, what up, y'all? It's your boy TNA for life. Back with a match out question. Show off the new ink real quick. So, uh, this week on Monday Night Raw, it was Shelton versus Cedric. And, uh, Shelton, they, they both look great, but man, it got me thinking, like, Shelton should have done a lot more ever since his return. And I think if he was in NXT, he probably would have had a much better run. So, my question is whether they're in WWE right now or not. Who's one WWE veteran that you would place on the NXT roster as a wrestler who you think could have an amazing run, maybe even better than uh, their run that they had on the main roster? Thank you so much. Too sweet. Hearty handshake. Peace. Thank you, TNA for life. Thank you, TNA Louis, for life. Give us a veteran of the WWE to go back WWE. to NXT. So it's a little bit contentious because I'm not sure if you'd count him as a veteran, but he started wrestling with WWE before I was watching. So I'm going to count it. Well, I mean, that's just like, I'm gonna like go- five years ago or something. I was going to say, it's like, it's like <laughs> just, just this guy. Back when you were in middle school, right? Exactly. I'm going to go for John Morrison. Oh, that's a great that's answer. answer. That's, that's a great oh, answer. It's, oh, wow. That is that a great one answer. of my two answers, but that was one of them. Yeah. John Morrison's a great answer. 
Because I think he'd be able to have great matches. You could do some Frankie Monet stuff that would be quite fun. Um, And I just think that, like, this Miz and Morrison stuff has been entertaining-ish, kind of, sometimes. He's been entertaining in it, yeah. He has been entertaining. Um, And, like, I think people have forgotten just how good of a wrestler he actually is. So I'd quite like him to have a run in NXT and get to remind fans like, oh, no, this guy's actually very, very good. Um, but yeah, I struggled. My, my answer, if she was still there, would have been Mickey James without mm-hmm. any shadow of a doubt. Mm-hmm. Just like it would have been quick. Mickey James. Um, I, I thought about Rey Mysterio, too, actually, as mm-hmm. like uh, That's a great maybe answer. maybe so, like so my, my pl- hope for the draft is get like Legado del Fantasma up and feud them with the Mysterios oh, and great. have fun stuff. So I was like, maybe you could do it for a little run there. Have him vie for the Cruiserweight Championship. Remember that Santos Escobar is no longer the Cruiserweight Champion. Um, but you can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Oh, Shinsuke Nakamura. Okay, well, there's still two people who haven't answered yet. Stop Sorry. doing that. You're stealing <laughs> potential answers here. I don't know what I want. Here's I'm the, you, go just list, you, you listed off like five people, and none of them are the right answer. And here's the right okay. answer. Although Morrison is a really yeah, Morrison is answer. you're you're absolutely right. He is he is totally he's entertaining. Miz in a wheelchair is actually really entertaining as well. Like the last couple of weeks, I've appreciated him in his wheel. You know, slow the slow the chase with him and Riddle. Funny, yeah. The slow mo bit was hilarious as well, but I was thinking of the, ch- the like the chase when Riddle's on a scooter and Miz is trying to get away in his wheelchair, and it's just ridiculous. I like all that stuff, and Morrison is totally the great answer. Um, I'm gonna say this. Uh, I mean, clearly he's been banished from SmackDown, and uh, he's a walking dream match. It's Daniel freaking Bryan. He's on the under contract. Bring he's him back. It's the idea if it's if it's a return if it's if it's like Shelton Benjamin who like came back to the company and he's supposed to go on NXT if that's the idea put Daniel Bryan have him return to NXT if it's not him then the answer is Edge because uh, uh, you Edge you know him was talking about wanting to be in NXT while he was figuring out which title he wanted to fight for and uh, he's also kind of a, a walking dream match guy I mean we saw him in the the actually pretty good greatest match ever. Uh, mm. with Randy Orton, he still has a lot that he can do on a takeover level. Uh, so yep. it could be Edge, but it's Daniel Bryan. Bring him back into the family. Have him be your forbidden door to your if you're gonna do your New Japan deal. Like that was the rumor that that was around that, and then it wasn't. So who knows what was the reality there? But it's Daniel freaking Bryan. You Daniel Bryan, Pete Dunn, Daniel Bryan facing off and staring at Samoa Joe, which is what all the bad guys do these days. Daniel Bryan and Adam Cole. We saw that on SmackDown. Daniel Bryan and, uh, oh, walking dream match, Karrion Cross. Who wouldn't want to see that? Blech. Anyways, Larson, what's up? What you got? Uh, I had a second answer behind John Morrison. Uh, I don't know how much he has left in the tank, but I still think Jeff Hardy has some good work left in him. Oh, that's a good answer. And I think him going to NXT, so long as he keeps him out of war games, because he's going to do something yeah. insane, yep. I think that could be a lot of fun. Like a good six-month run at NXT where he could maybe do some, put on some interesting matches. I think that could be a lot of fun. I think he has enough in the tank to, to give us one really good takeover match. 
I just get sad when he wrestles. It's oh, actually wow. sad. Oh. It's like, it's just sad. Um, I have thought of someone else to add to my list of people, which is now the length of my arm. But Triple H. <laughs> no. Get, wait, you're going to talk shit about Jeff Hardy? You're talking about Triple H? Come on, man. He's like two I years stand past by this, a serviceable I match. stand by this claim. Triple H's last match should be in NXT, at NXT TakeOver. That's all it has to be. Doing Finn the Balor, job to carry Adam across. Cole. There it is. <laughs> he, of course, I just like Triple H not wrestling in NXT, I think is a massive wasted opportunity for me anyway. I, if it, dude, if Triple H and Shawn Michaels. Oh, here's could, a match. It's, it's Triple H and Shawn Michaels as DX against Grizzled Young Veterans. That's your match. <laughs> Oh my god, what a waste of mat time. That's terrible. <laughs> it's it's gonna be I mean, it would be like Gargano and some it'd be like Gargano and Champ. It'd be DIY versus DX. I think that could be you might be onto something. But I kind of feel like I dude, I don't if they could still go, but like that last that Saudi tag match, and I know they were up against two guys who like The Undertaker and, and Kane, I get that. And maybe like with two guys who are you know, I mean, I know Champa looks like he's 50, but he's only like 35 or something. Mm. Two guys who can still carry like a sack of nothing to a match. Maybe that enticed them, but they need to get on that like right now, like yesterday, because time's ticking. And I just don't know that with more time they're going to get. I, I think it exponentially, they just probably just would be capable of putting on worse and worse matches. Like the issue is. I think, well, not the issue, but if anyone's going to drag Triple H to a good match, it would be the majority of people in NXT. Mm -hmm. So I, I think it could be doable. And like headlining a takeover with Finn Balor versus Triple H, like that's big. That's like, we mean business. And I, I just think like he's going to have his last match at some point and it would be a waste for it not to be an NXT. Like, I, I just think Triple H on a takeover should happen, but I actually don't think it is. I think he... If it was going to happen, it would have happened already. And I think mm -hmm. he's quite content on being like, no, 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 like, th this is my thing. Because when he wrestles his matches on the main roster, 90% sure that's Vince going, look, the card's crap. Can you just get out there? That's exactly, no, that's exactly, that's exactly what it is. And Triple H is that, has that kind of seemingly has that old school mentality mm. in terms of him being a wrestler is, yep. hey, you put me in there. I'm I'm a I'm a, a break glass in case of emergency guy. That it was yeah, yeah. the Undertaker, and maybe yeah. now no, I mean maybe I don't even know if it's Triple H anymore. I don't know if he can do that anymore. But as of a couple of years ago, he was like, "Hey, if you need me, I'm there. If Saudi Arabia really wants me, I'm there." Even though the most basic of move will end up tearing a peck or something. Um, yeah. And, and which is, you know, which is just, it's normal. Like he's old, he, it, you know, the body's not meant to, to handle that at a certain age. Yep. Um, but I kind of feel like he is less sentimental about, uh, right. about his own presence than, than we are because we see him in a certain way. And triple H is like my favorite all time wrestler. Like he told like for his entire career, uh, he's been that, but, and so I really romanticize the idea of of him in NXT, but then the realist to me understands that he that is not who he is in terms yeah. of how he perceives himself. That, that seems kind of it, it seems kind of evident from what he's you know talked about in the past. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Definitely. I'd agree with that. So sadly, it's never going to happen. We have a, a, an interesting question here from Dirty Rich, which I don't even know how to answer, but we'll go ahead and roll this video. 
Uh, we'll see what Dirty Rich has to say. Hello, Steve Larson and guest Louie. You all have to discuss why AEW is just... Bleh. Why it is the WCW 2.0 of the wrestling world. I mean, come on. But, too sweet, as always. All right, thank you, Dirty Rich. Thank you, Dirty Rich. So, I don't think that... This is like saying, hey... I didn't like this movie. Name it, Larson. Name a movie I don't like. It's put me on the spot. Sorry. Okay. Like. The the Star Trek uh, four, the the one where they go back in time. All right. Oh yeah. I don't like this movie. Can you people over there explain why you don't like it? Or I'm sorry, why I don't like it, or why it's bad? Why it's bad? It's like yeah, Star Trek four. You don't like. I like. So you ask me why it's no good. Yeah. It's the question. I don't yes. know why you think AEW's blah. I, if the question is why has Tony Khan elected to take a WCW 2.0 approach to AEW, that's a question I could try to answer. And okay. so that maybe we'll take that tack with this sure, question because Rich does does bring yeah. up WCW in his question. Yes. That's that's sort of the the punctuation mark of, of his question. I don't think it's blah. I enjoy no. AEW quite a bit. I think. Uh, I'll just because I, I sort of rambled. Oh, I'm, I'm scheduled to do this yeah, one first. Also, first. okay, cool. So go ahead. WCW had what was the 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 company that had the biggest chance of competing against WWE. They were there. They had beat WWE for whatever it was eighty six weeks or whatever. Eighty three. Eighty three. They did it. They shot themselves in the foot. Multiple times. They had like no toes left. They shot themselves in the foot so many times. Tony Khan understands that that type of presentation works. And if you tweak it enough so that you spotlight the future of wrestling while using the big headline names that, yes, spent a lot of time in WWE because that's been the only prominent promotion in North America for God knows how long. If you use that in a calculated way, to promote the future of wrestling, you can have your cake and you can eat it too. You can do what WCW really could have done with all that great young talent that ended up leaving because guys like Hogan were there and Bischoff weren't letting him get, they weren't letting Jericho have a real feud with Goldberg. They weren't letting guys like Benoit until at the very last minute win the big one. Um, and by then it was too little too late. So they squandered all that opportunity to grow their company because they gave Hulk Hogan full creative control. Um, meanwhile, there was also all sorts of stuff happening in the office and the way the company was being run. Um, so I think he just understands that that type of presentation had the best shot against WWE, so it probably will have the best shot now. You've got TNT on board. Hey, there's a lot of interesting historical context there. Let's dive into that heavier than maybe they would have in the first place. Because maybe before, maybe prior to the TNT deal, maybe he was like, hey, maybe in more New Japan style would work better. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. But once you get the TNT deal, hey, 
WCW was a much loved thing. It was on TNT. It was on TBS. Um, maybe we'll go hard on that. And it's worked really, really well. So if the question is, why have they uh, gone you know, so hard into the, hey, let's sort of be like a WCW 2.0. Let's bring in Sting, et cetera, et cetera. Um, that's probably going to be why, because it has worked in the past. And if you do it right, then it could probably work in the future, as opposed to the alternative, which would be, what are you going to be, ECW 2.0? That never was going to work on a national level, ever. Um, try something brand new. It's unproven. Might drive advertisers away, et cetera, et cetera. So there you go. There's my answer on that. Yeah, and I think a lot of people forget that, uh, you know, when they think WCW, they unfortunately remember 2000 and 2001 when it was god-awful as opposed to 96, 97. It was largely pretty darn good. It was pretty damn good. On a weekly it was, basis. Yeah. It was riveting television, riveting wrestling television, which is something that we don't really see a whole lot of these days. Um, you know, I think AEW has taken a lot from WCW. Obviously, they've taken a little bit from New Japan in terms of how they tell stories in the ring. You know, you'll go an entire episode of Dynamite where there's only a handful of, you know, talky segments, whether it be interviews or promos, but you get a lot of story development and character development because of how the matches are put together. And I think AEW, probably better than any other company in the world right now, knows how to tell stories in the ring between people. They know how to tell stories about people's relationships, whether it be falling apart, uh, coming closer together. In the ring, I feel like better than just about anybody right now. And it's all really subtle stuff, by and large. And it works really well in terms of advancing character. That's In my mind, that's AEW's really their, their absolute strong suit, what they do better than anybody else. Wrestling's great. Like from a production standpoint, yeah, they miss a few things um, in terms of the camera work and getting moments that could be huge in advancing their stories. They miss them sometimes. Um, but, you know, it, it comes down to it. Yeah, I, th I think what they're trying to grasp at is, is not WCW, you know, uh, late 99 to its demise. It's its heyday, 96. Mid-96 mm -hmm. and 97. And I think there's a lot of good stuff to mine there. And I don't necessarily think that's a bad thing to emulate. No, I think if Tony Khan is smart, he will take things from every wrestling company. Like, he will take the good parts of WCW. He'll take the good parts of New Japan. He will probably take the good parts of WWE, which, if we're being honest, is production and how, like, they... I mean, they've got years of experience in putting on wrestling shows. Like, how to... I know the camera cuts are pretty awful, but, like, with the... The blood and guts thing like with wwe you could tell that that spot would have looked slightly better because of just the experience mm -hmm. and in, in terms of i'll take this question a slightly different route because obviously i've, I've watched wcw retrospectively which is often through wwe's eyes which is wcw was crap um i just think that regardless of what tony Khan was doing and what aw was doing the comparisons with um, WC, uh, WCW there just because they were competing with WWE so everyone's going to draw those comparisons you've got Tony Schiavone you've got Jim Ross who are the voices of WCW you've got Cody who likes to be his dad just as much as anyone I've ever seen like to be their dad which you know what fair enough but I think the good thing about AEW is if you don't like the WCW stuff that parallels to it you've got the new stuff you've got the Kenny Omega stuff which is different and I think that what I will say is AW is not not void of criticism and thing that things that I think they'll they should do differently. And one of those things, which is could be seen as a WCW thing, is often it feels like too much happens, which is crazy when you watch Raw and you're like, nothing happens. What's the point? But then you go to Wednesday and when we have had to cover shows live, you're like, I actually need someone else on the site with me because so much is happening. I can't handle it. 
Um, and I think that that could be seen to be WCW-esque and it's probably a bad thing. Sometimes segments can't breathe. Like I, I look back at that SCU split. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that's a good point. And I'm like, you're so busy, to, so so intent on rushing on to the next segment, this one didn't breathe. Mm-hmm. So I do think that j- just chill a bit, j- just let things focus um, and it will be fine. But it, I, I think as you guys teed up at the top, I understand why people don't like AEW and I understand why people love AEW. And I think people are entitled to their opinion, but I think to say it's sort of Blair or Mel or whatever, really, and to it to be objectively, that is, is, is wrong. Like you're, you're more than entitled to your own opinion, which listen, we all think WWE is Blair. We all think new Japan is great. Can be a bit Blair has been a bit Blair recently. Um, but no, for me, AEW is by far the best wrestling show out there. I think NXT since moving over to Tuesdays has been like consistently pretty good, but AEW is just like, I miss it on Wednesdays. I really do. I miss after having, I got my routine of like, right. Chrysalmania finishes. I'll have like 20 minutes to, to sort something out. And then we go into AEW. I've missed having that. Um, so yeah. I'm looking forward to it getting back there, but no, I just think for me, it's, it's consistently great. And I, I, it's coming from someone that, is a big fan of WWE, rightly or wrongly, and has often been criticised for being what what people would call a shill. Uh, But no, for me, AEW is genuinely brilliant. Mm -hmm. There you go. We'll let uh, Luisa Reza here with a text question uh, get the last word in. Says, uh, hey, friendo, so you're getting two questions because I missed last time, and they are one. Number one, what moment completely made you stop watching a promotion completely uh we're gonna just go around yeah we'll the, just take yeah, the horn yeah, here we'll, and then we'll do, we'll do yeah larson okay. you up first i don't think there's any one moment i mean like the i stopped watching wcw probably late 99 or 2000 and i can't necessarily say there was one instance where i was like you know to hell with this this is crap and they're watching it again it's just you see what was happening it was the quality of the show was getting worse. Maybe the kind of the, the, the start of all that was the finger poke of doom. I remember watching that live and thinking, what the hell is this shit? This is garbage. Why are they doing this? I feel like I was like, they just threw the TV to spit in my face. Um, and from that, I kind of soured on, on WCW at that point. And it didn't really get any better after that. Um, I don't know, like in 2003, 2004, I kind of just stopped watching wrestling for a spell. Can't pinpoint anything in particular just kind of fell out of it. So I don't know if I can really pinpoint a moment where I was like, I'm not watching this anymore. Um, it's more or just a, 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 a process of, of things. Cause I got a pretty high temperament for, for uh, uh, wrestling being bad. Um, you know, I'll, t- I'll say it's bad, but if it's bad, I'll sit through it until I just can't take it anymore. But I don't think there's usually just one thing that's like, no, done. I don't think. Uh, Louis, have you ever had a moment where you stopped watching a promotion completely? No, like honestly, no, I haven't. Uh, I'll be honest. When I, when I first started watching wrestling, it was just WWE. I'd watch clips of Impact. Uh, no, and then I started watching NXT religiously, and then I started watching clips of Impact on YouTube, like the half an hour highlight shows that go on there. Just to, it's easier to digest. And then AEW, and I haven't stopped watching any really, which has been, I guess the thing you could say was when NXT and AEW were going live, I started with NXT. And then I moved over to watching AEW live and NXT the next day. So I guess that's one, but I've never completely stopped watching 
being like, right, no, I'm I'm just not going to watch this product anymore. So I guess that will come, maybe. Um, but no, I haven't I haven't just completely stopped. I think it, if I was going to, and at any point have I considered it, it was probably like the the brand to brand invitational part of the wild card rule part of Raw, where just nothing made sense. Like nothing made sense. Um, I, I know people have said like the Saudi period, but for like me, yeah, it, it wasn't great. And like morally, there were there were question marks. But like in terms of like actually being like, damn, I can't watch this show. There was probably that 2019 summer period where mm-hmm. like where every match was a two out of three falls match because mm, they did no, resting in the it's break. So weird. Yeah, there has been so especially in the last five years, been so many weird like you know mini eras the two out of three falls area yeah, that's that's one that stands out it, you know the the mcmahon shakeup when it was like okay you guys are just trying too hard and you're not even trying doing the right things um <clears throat> i'll say this i'm almost positive and again this is like a long time ago so like i'm trying to remember exactly what it is but at a certain point i think it was when russo showed up on camera in WCW, I was done. And I know that was post Finger Poke of Doom because mm-hmm. um, it was probably around 2000. And I was like, nothing of what they do, nothing they did meant anything. And at that point, you're just wasting your time because the titles, it was on Arquette, it was on Russo. They kept on, They I, I forget what the stat was, but it was something like the title changed hands 18 months in a span of like, I think a year or something, like 2000, mm-hmm. 2001, something like that. It was vacated like a handful of times too. Was- and I was like, you have treated your stories with such arrogance and disdain that it doesn't mean anything anymore. And it's like, say what you will about WWE. Like the universal title within the context of the story means a lot. You know, Mm -hmm. when Brock had the title, it was like, wow, it means something when somebody beats Brock, you know, Um, it really like, you know, the WWE championship, like within the context of raw, it matters. Like it matters. Like they, it means something at a certain point in WCW. And I'm pretty sure it was around the time when Russo showed up, he showed his face on camera. He's just the most, obnoxious personality and not in a, Oh, I want this. Oh, I want to see him get beat up. It's I don't never wanted you on my TV. Mm-hmm. I know ne- I'd always heard about him and he had good story ideas in WWF, et cetera, et cetera. But it's like the way he's doing things, it doesn't like, I don't care that you're breaking the fourth wall. I don't care about that. Like little references here and there are fine. The whole shoot work shoot stuff. It's whatever. But when your entire programming is based off of, me having to read, like, you know, going to internet chat rooms and understand, like, what's going on backstage. I don't care. It doesn't mean anything to me. It, it, it just, at that point, I was done watching WCW, and I think I would, like, sort of half keep up on it just out of morbid curiosity. But mm-hmm. I stopped watching it, like, sort of completely. And then, and then uh, WWF bought them, and it was like, oh, wow, that's kind of crazy. Um, Luis's next question, last question here on Matt Chat today is how this is a fun one. How would there's a lot? Yeah, how would you guys rank the hierarchy? And I have the, I have it here if you guys want. I've I think I've written down all of them. Yeah, I think I got my hierarchy. Say, I'll put have them we here. Remembered the, all. 
I'll put them in the Matt chat notes here next to my name. This is not my ranking. It's just all of the ones that, that I, I looked up online. Do you want me to go? Because I think okay. I have my rankings done. Of AW factions. Yeah. So that's yeah, what we're ranking. AW factions. So, Larson, if you want to go, or should we just do like the top five? Or, well, we can I mean, just, we we just, could... just kind of, I'll just, I'll just name them off because I have, I have them here, I think, ranked. This is what I got. I got the Elite number one because they have all the belts. Super Elite, yes. Super Elite, yes. So, Super Elite, Inner Circle, Pinnacle, Death Triangle, Jurassic Express, Dark Order, Best Friends, Nightmare Family, Team Taz, Hardy Family Office, The Factory, The Wingmen. Okay, what was your top five? Uh, Super, Super Elite, Elite, Inner Circle, Pinnacle. Pinnacle, Death Triangle, Jurassic Express. Ooh. Okay, so I'm gonna go. I'm gonna do this. Jurassic Express. Let me bring them up. Yeah, they kind of don't. I'll put them this under here. Hard. Uh, okay. I'm gonna bring these guys up to here. Decision making in real time. Uh no, I'm doing this on my own document. Oh, okay, never mind then. Uh, these guys are. Cl- it's like the okay. These guys clearly go here. Who's your last one, Larson? Wingman. Was it Wingman? Wingman. That yeah. that's that's the correct answer there. Factory and and Wingman are the last two. Okay, those are definitely yeah. the correct answers there. Uh, I think I've got this here. I'm gonna go with this. Okay, I think I've got it. All I right. think I've got it. All right. I think okay, I've got hold it. Up. I'm nearly there. Yeah, I think mine is definitive too. Okay, oh. good. <laughs> okay. Go on, shoot. Okay. I've got Super Elite number one. Of course. Inner Circle number two. Of course. Pinochle number three. Yeah. I've got the Dark Order number four. Whether he likes it or not, Hangman Page is part of the Dark Order. Yeah. With him in their corner, uh, Dark Order is my number four. Okay. After that, I've got best friends because they are so supremely over. After that, I've got death triangle because they're they're like the coolest. After that, I've got team Taz. They're a mess, but they've got some talent in that team. You're, and Brian you're, Cage, you're a mark for team Taz too. That's I'm a why. huge mark for team. That's Taz. why they're the same. Mm. After that, I've got it's all. Uh, yeah, like Nightmare Family and Jurassic <laughs> Express kind of offset. Like Jurassic Express, kind of like Best Friends, that they're very popular. Yeah. But like Orange Cassidy, that dude has been main event. Like he can legitimately main event, and nobody in Jurassic Express can. Well, we'll see if Nightmare that changes tonight family. After, or tomorrow after the, the Jungle Boy yeah. can make a match. I feel like that's going to change. I, I think that it's going to help Jungle Boy a little bit, but I don't see them really doing much more after that. Um, unless a year from now, Jungle Boy is probably going to take the title off of a Miro, the TNT title. Um, but like Nightmare Family, they exist in their own boring universe. With, I would with not, the factory <laughs> with the factory, who's my second to last. Yeah, the Nightmare Factory. I would not miss them if they were not on TV. They could have their own show on TBS on Saturdays at six oh five. And I wouldn't give a shit they, if they, if that's what Rampage is. If they just give Cody his own show, wouldn't watch it, wouldn't cover it. Larson can start his own f- channel if he wants to cover that. I have no desire. I don't care about the Nightmare Family. I, I care about. I like uh, a Gogo out of the Monster Factory. Yeah, I think he's, he's great. He's really good. But as long as he exists in the Cody verse, it doesn't matter. He's not going to matter. Um, 
So I got Nightmare Family and Jurassic Express. And the only reason I have Nightmare Family tied with Jurassic Express is because they do take up a chunk of time on TV. Cody does have his own entrance and his own pyro. Uh, after that, it's just lumps. It's a, a Hardy family office, Monster Factory, and then the Wingmen. So I have the exact same as Steve, bar. <laughs> I've got my top three is pinnacle number one. Wow. Oh, interesting. Because, okay. I'm just a, I'm just an FTR mark. Like there you go. Uh, un, unapologetic. They're unbiased. Like, sorry, incredibly biased. Pinnacle mark. Um, then super elite, and then inner circle. Wow. I don't know why inner circle haven't done it for me. Like wow, they, yeah. they did it for me, but like Hager, I'm just like meh. And I just think that Santana and Ortiz could be doing more. I oh, should yeah. be doing more. Definitely. Like for me, uh, I think that. If one of your acts is like, you're not sure, like you're like, mm, could they be doing more? Then they probably shouldn't be top for me or like near the top for me anyway. So we'll put them three, but elsewhere, yeah, I agree with you. I agree with you, Dark Order 4. I think they're supremely over, like especially they were dealt such a tough hand with Brody. Yeah. And then like how they've rebounded and sort of pivoted into a babyface act. And I think there's something admirable about the fact that like, if we did this list, end of 2019 we'd be like dark order bottom without yeah. question they, yeah, they yeah for sure yeah yeah and like i think something can be appreciated for how they've pivoted and to become like one of the most over things mm. in aw for mm -hmm. sure um best friends five yeah I, I agree with that i think jungle boy uh, i've always been torn on orange cassidy like i think he's great and i understand how what he does is interesting and funny and how what he does is actually probably harder than what most people do like Doing doing like anything with your hands in your pockets is hard. Oh, yeah. Wrestling with your hand in your pockets, which is all armed, is like supremely hard. But I just don't know. I think AW went through a rough period last year with like October time where they were like overexposing him slightly and having him wrestle every week. And I'm like, you're taking away the shine. You know, it's but funny. I, mean, I remember they, you tweeting that and I disagreed with you privately, I think. I think that was the one time I didn't like publicly disagree with yeah. you but like, you've I'm actually been proven right about that because he hasn't been wrestling as much lately and it's like oh man when he yeah. does wrestle it's much more impactful it's kind yeah, of interesting definitely, definitely. It, it got like i get why tony did it because he was like a ratings mm -hmm. like, yeah like, yeah, like ratings yeah. mover so and tony khan numbers man if you're gonna put your ratings movers there do it um team taz like you said they are oh, sorry death triangle should be like three the fact they're not is for me a bit disappointing like they've got probably three of my top five favorite wrestlers in AEW, like so good mm -hmm. again hurt by the pandemic because pack was like away and it, i would really love to see what what would have happened with that and i think if the trios titles are coming which oh, we are led to be. believe they mm -hmm. should be mm -hmm. they should be all over that without mm -hmm. like the first champions without question mm -hmm. um elsewhere yeah team taz like gr they're, they're great and they got i think what once hook develops and once uh will hobbs properly like comes into his own they'll be great and then sort of from there matt hardy's it's the best thing he's done in aw which mm -hmm. is like like a lot of his stuff mm, and like you mentioned jeff hardy going to nxt i just want jeff hardy in aw so they can just do like the hardy boys stuff have the final hardy boys run and then just exactly and then just go off into the sunset and then it just kind of gets into like nah like yeah nah. yeah yeah like nightmare family uh, yeah, Who I know. Cares? I know. I know. Because they don't. They don't interact with anybody. They don't. It's like the thing. It's weird. It's it's absolutely bizarre. It is so bizarre that they just don't 
interact with anybody. It is really weird. But there are so many members. It's a huge <laughs> faction. <laughs> in the night. It might be the yeah. largest. Yeah. Well, that the Dark Order might be the largest factions in all AEW. Mm-hmm. There's so many people mm, in that family. Like, I think I could be in it. You could be in it. Yeah, that we could might be. We might be yeah. already. We just don't know. We could we be. be. It's very possible. We don't know. We probably very missed likely. the graphic. I'm gonna check my uh, DM, like, see if Cody DM. Yeah, see if D, uh, Cody hits you. Up. Hey, so Steve. after hey, further Steve. consideration, yes, I I, I I put Dark Order too low. I'm gonna switch them to Jurassic Express. So I got Dark Order five. Like the the talent level of Death Triangles is off the charts. Oh. That's why they're four. I know they haven't done much, but the talent level is just completely off the charts. 100% yeah like, I think it, it, it depends what your ranking hierarchy like if it's like people I like to see or how they're booked probably different because if it was Death Triangle I'd probably put them maybe even like second if it was mm-hmm. based on just what, what you what, what you like to see yeah but if it's like based on how they've been handled I think that's a different thing totally. and then like Wing, Wingman is last which I think yeah. we all they're wildly agree. entertaining but they they're, I think they're, I think they're like yeah I think they're like supposed to be last yeah exactly the yeah. point is that they should be last everyone knows they're last they know they're last but they make it work for them, which I think is the point of it. Which exactly. Because you know, like, you look at them and you're like, this shouldn't work. Like, you have nothing in common, any of you. You <laughs> look different. Yeah. You just, you, you just shouldn't work. But like, they do make it entertaining. So I'll tip my health to them. But yeah, AW. I think what we've concluded from this is they have a lot of factions. They do. Like a lot. You of know factions. what? I'm gonna do this though. I'm gonna do this. Wingmen actually really shouldn't be last. You know, you know, they they should be second to last. You can put the factory because because here's the thing about the wingmen. Number one, they do have some really they've got Cesar Bononi and he's a great piece, like not a great wrestler, but he's got that look right. Monster Factory is last. And and he I'd like to say he's a great dude as well. Monster Factory. You know who the Monster Factory is? They're the Washington Generals. They only play one team. You know, the Washington Generals. I like how you uh, you call the Monster Factory now. They're not the Monster Factory. They're just the Factory. Monster Factory is a wrestling school. <laughs> okay. They're just the Factory, whatever the fuck they're called. <laughs> they play only one team. Like, you know, the, so the, the 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 Washington Generals is who the Harlem uh, 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 Globetrotters would play. Yeah. Every, every game. Every game. They would just tour from what town. What does this mean? Okay. So the Harlem, you never heard of the Harlem Globetrotters? It's not no, terrible. I have surprising. heard of them. Okay. I've heard so of them. So they are a comedy basketball act. That travel from town to town, and they used to interact with Scooby Doo as well, but that was a long time they used ago. Used to be in the Scooby Doo cartoons, yeah, yeah. So they travel from town to town, and they just entertain. They play these entertaining basketball games where there are basically no rules. Like it's just a comedy. I could take the kids, go see the Harlem Globetrotters. Oh, they're cool. They do all sorts of crazy like tricks with the basketballs, but they always have to play a team, and it's the it's the jobber team, and they're the Washington. I think it's the Washington D.C. Generals. Washington I think the Generals, yeah. And it's always the same yeah. team. Has been it's always years. the same team. And their sole function is to lose and be humiliated by the Harlem Globetrotters. They're, they're jobbers. Totally. And that's what the month, okay. that's what the factory is. Yes. I know. Well, I caught myself. That's what the factory is. They they can't even go out and fight the wingmen. They can't even go out and fight the only reason, Death Triangle. The only reason I gave the factory the advantage over the wingmen is because the factory has actually won a match. QT Marshall pinned Cody. Yeah, that's, and that, that's a good point. Well, I don't watch Dark though, so I would not be shocked if at some point the Wingmen will Entirely start possible. racking up wins on Darker Elevation. That could Maybe be, but here's the thing: yet. a win on Dynamite means a hell of a lot more than a win on on Darker Elevation. That's fine, mm. but like when your sole job is to be fodder for Cody, and the only reason they won that match is so Cody can come back and win the totally, next 100%, match. Hundred percent. Yeah. At least the Wingmen have options. 
and they have a higher ceiling than the factory because the factory will only ever be on Cody Rhodes' show. Oh, I don't think they'll only ever be. I think once this feud with Cody is over, the they'll they'll do other stuff as a unit. What year Anthony is that going to be? Anthony Agogo's help, like, he, he's, he's, he's raising this yeah. QT. I'm always like, mm, you're good, but, like, mm. Yeah. I know, like, yeah, I'll put the wingman because I think that the I think that the potential, the ceiling is way higher for the wingman than it is Uh, for the individually. I feel like individually a go-go ceiling is higher than any any member of either of those factions. I think a a go-go ceiling is highest out of all of them. But could I see is Brock Anderson in the factory? Like he could have a huge ceiling. I think so. No, he shouldn't have a huge ceiling. I look, man. He kind of looks like Arn Anderson, but I wasn't impressed with his wrestling. Like, were you? Or did you look at that and be like, "Oh my god, this guy is a-? no"? I was just blown away by how he looked fifty. Twenty, yeah, but like looked fifty. I think he'll have a like collectively, like individually. These like the Nightmare Family Factory and and. Like they have members that could do stuff like mm. a go-go, like Brock. The wingmen as a group, I think, could have legs where the crowd could just get behind them as like the lovable, like the oddities who like, they're just awful. They look awful, but everyone just loves them. They could turn uh, into best friends 2.0. You know, it's yes. just the, the, the plucky guys that everybody loves. I mean, that's yes. exactly just on dynamite this past week the whole like cradling benoni's yeah, head wildly entertaining. the crowd's gonna get so behind these people are you kidding me now that i think about it i, I am completely right about this i don't know because i like, i think it depends how you how we're doing it like are we doing it and we could be we could have just done a whole map men on this because we could be here for a while yeah right um but <sighs> I mean, look, we can all agree that they're the two, like, you know, least power-ranked factions, but the wingman's oh, yeah. ceiling is far greater than the factories as a group. A go-go, his ceiling might be... Look, I, I would love to have faith in that guy. I need a stronger sampling from his actual wrestling. Yeah. His his charisma is off the charts. If they really respect his punch, I think that'd be great. But Cody, like, basically no-sold it during that match. Um, and if he's able to break free... Here's the thing. You know how it is in wrestling with the politics involved. I don't I don't have faith that any of those factory guys are going to break out of Cody Island. I just don't. I don't know. I mean, yeah, I'd like to say at some point they're going to stop feuding with him. I don't know that's the case. Cody might just shuffle the decks. He might have his own Cody draft where they take all the people in the Nightmare Factory, all the people in the factory, or the Nightmare family, all the people in the factory, and he just reshuffles the decks. Hard time I believe that, that more than believing he's going to let people off his island. Mm. He literally dressed as Homelander and thought that that was a babyface thing to do. So there you go. Anyways, let us know what you guys think in the comments below. Louie, thank you so much for taking time out of your very busy schedule to come here for Matt Chat. I always have time for you guys. I uh, very much enjoyed being on. I I joked at the beginning that it was a uh, Russell Talk decision to send me here. Um, as a punishment, but no, it was very fun. I very much enjoyed it. You guys are great. But, you got to um, keep up. Yeah. You got to learn how to keep up, kayfabe, Louis. You got to. You got to keep kayfabe. Kayfabe. I got to be a nice guy. I got to end it nicely. <laughs> All right. Um, well, thanks for being here, man. Thanks everybody for joining us. We appreciate it. Until next time, we'll talk to you later. Bye.
Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that.